Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to activespirituality.life. This is week 15 of 2023. Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting Monday the 10th of April and then I'll be back for our meditation. And as you all know, Pamela Cuchinell is our astrologer extraordinaire and uh, I'm Susie Mazzoli and I will be doing our meditation. So Pam, week 15 here in um, upstate New York looking more and more like the end of winter and definitely spring-like. How is it for you? Oh, it's spring-like where I am in Mexico. And what that means here is we have this sort of subtle increase of color. And it starts with the jacarandas, which are these lovely trees with spreading boughs and cobalt violet flowers, delicious scent that some people are allergic to, Kalastima, but not me. And also Copodoro, that's the first one, these brilliant yellow, yellow, like a sunflower yellow boughs of trees that come out. Um, so first that, Copodoro, and then the jacarandas, and now a kind of mimosa is happening with pink flowers. And so, yes, <clears throat> people who think we don't experience spring in Mexico, we certainly do. It's just a, a different palette than in the Northeast, where I know the crocus and the daffodils and the tulips and uh, just fabulous. Enjoy, 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 my friends in the Northeast, wherever spring is happening for you. Or if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, of course, it's another season change. But <clears throat> it all reminds us how the wheel is always turning. And so when we talk about astrology and timing, we're basically looking at cyclical changes but it's not just a cycle that perpetuates it's um, it's it's more of an evolutionary spiral so you think about a cyclical action but also with an evolutionary thrust because the outer planets create pictures that have never been in the sky before with um, the way they geometrically interface with what we call more the personal planets or the generational planets, those lower than or, or closer to the sun, rather, 
than uh, than Uranus. Uh, when Uranus was discovered in the late eight, um, 1700s, 1781, I believe, um, basically that entered in the vibratory energy of the the new human, if you will. Human beings started to live longer. Things were changing. And now we're, <clears throat> of course, entering into this new evolutionary cycle, which has been referred to for decades as the age of Aquarius, as Pluto is now in the sign of Aquarius. It will retrograde back, but that's where we are. And so what we can notice and observe on the world stage are so many moves towards really decisive change in evolution. Um, of course, the swing in the other direction is to pull back, to suppress, to crush, to not enable this growth change in evolution. And I, as those of you who have listened to me for a while, uh, I optimistically believe and sense that change will happen. Uh, the whole piece is how graceful is it going to be? How many of us are really on board with it? And even those of us who may think, oh, yes, I'm agents for change. I'm ready for whatever comes up. Uh, we all have our human hesitancies about what may happen next. So talking about April 10th, without getting too into the big picture uh, stuff, but inevitably I will periodically, especially because we're about to enter eclipse season next week. So we are on the threshold of uh, this speeding up energy and here we are on April 10th, Monday, um, with the, and the times I give are Eastern time, so you'll need to de adjust depending on where you are. And so we have this moon in Sagittarius, which is inviting in conversations and dialogue and potential and really feeling this thrust and this exuberance about where we might go or how we might make it happen. And the thing about Sag is it can be very spontaneous and even a, a tad uh, aggressive to some of us. It's a fire sign, so it, it will erupt on, you know, let's do it this way or follow me or let's go there. And I think one thing that's really important over the next uh, day is a sense of uh, weighing in with compassion. And it's easier for some of us than others. Uh, some people, you know, don't even consider or have an, an instinctual lean in that direction. Others maybe lean too far in the, that direction at the very cost of momentum or their own self-expression. So, Monday is very much a day about ideas are out there and ideas that have to do with perhaps 
fast growth that some other people may feel is like, oh my goodness, field burning, almost like the the, the kind of slash and burn way. Oh, you want to create new soil? Let's just slash it and burn it. And that, of course, has a finite return. And what we need to be doing is weighing consequences. So Monday is very much a day about weighing consequences and how we can be inviting in new ideas or thinking about where we might run or go or invent or or, or take charge of. But it's really important to weigh consequences of action and not to the point where we feel like our ideas are diluted or someone throws cold water over them, which may happen in certain cases. Uh, on the other hand, uh, we can also, if we're not paying attention or being compassionate or considering consequences or weighing all the outcomes, we may, uh, we may run roughshod over um, someone else and inadvertently or just pummel uh, ideas that have more with a sense of I'm feeling uh, overtrodden, victimized, not being heard. And I sense that this may very much be thematic, continuing on the world stage, which is things that we have heard in dialogue uh, very much with the extreme polarity that's going on with uh, different sides feeling like they're unheard or not considered and holding fast to whatever their ideals are. And the, the promise as we move forward is to have a sense of how do we work with what our present perceived reality is and not just our perceived reality based on what we would like it to be, but what the reality actually is before us. And that, of course, may be a metaphysical question and discussion. So on Tuesday, Tuesday is a day when the moon changes signs. It changes sign at 1.33 p.m., again, Eastern time. And keep in mind, we're in the waning moon cycle. So full moon happened last week. We're in this period where it's ideally that uh, ideally about finishing up or working with things already in motion. Doesn't mean you can't start something new. It's just if you do, you want to be aware of the fact that momentum isn't necessarily on your side. So you want to choose times when you do have more of that energetic support. So that would be once the moon enters the sign of Capricorn at 1.33 p.m. Eastern time. Prior to that, we find ourselves with the moon having gone void, of course, at 6.48 a.m. So the morning into the early af afternoon is a time when it's best spent working on things already in motion, not launching anything new, doing things that are about clearing up or getting ready for the next thrust. 
And it may be a time when for some of us, it's just drift dream and see where we are at, do things that are more um, stabilizing than about transition. When the moon is in the sign of Capricorn, especially over the next day or so, it is working very effectively with whatever realizations we have made on Monday, Monday evening, wee hours of Tuesday morning, effectively with the things that I talked about earlier, about how, okay, there may be a sense of just moving forward with heat and intensity, but how do we mitigate and balance that with what the overall compassion or working with others would be like? So that is really strongly aspected in the mid to late afternoon evening of Tuesday the 11th, especially because there is a sun um, Sun-Jupiter conjunction in the sky early evening on Tuesday, which a lot of astrologers will tell you is one of the most fortuitous aspects of the year. Now, that can be absolutely the case, depending on your personal horoscope. Keep in mind that wherever Jupiter is transiting, it makes something bigger. So at this point in time, it is in the sign of Aries. And as it's traveling, it is creating a certain degree of, uh, will be a certain degree of tension with that moon in Capricorn, which will manifest later in actually, to be exact, the wee hours of the morning on Thursday, the 13th. So I think a good way to use this day for its absolute best potential is to look at what are the opportunities, what's before you that can offer you um, potential or conversation or places you're stretching towards that are going to give you that sense of accomplishment, goal building, and initiative. On the other hand, it needs to be balanced and weighed with what feels like the, the safety zone or the do you have your seatbelt on? Are you considering the wear and tear on your physical body or your finances. These things are really important to weigh and consider when we have those kind of opportunities in front of us, because it's not that we can't grab the brass ring. We absolutely can, but we want to make sure we're well positioned on the merry-go-round and that we can get off with grace. It's really important. You don't want to just have that ring in your hand and find yourself <laughs> having fallen off in space. So I think it's it's energetically a lot of optimism, a lot of heat happens on the 11th, but it, it also needs to be tempered with what is the long view. Yes, you have this um, this 
opportunity that's sitting right in front of you and it's glowing very fast. But if you're going to jump into that portal, make sure that you know how you're going to get out or how you're going to follow through with whatever you may experience in that journey. Now, this holds for Wednesday the 12th as well. Uh, The thing that's different is that this may be a day that's more about, okay, that opportunity or that uh, moment was put in front of me, and now I am processing, you know, I'm following through, I'm seeing how much, you know, where I can get the finances to make it happen, or uh, how I can bring my body to the physical prowess I needed to be to climb that mountain or do that um, do that journey that I want to take full opportunity of. And I may be speaking metaphorically here, but you get the gist. I, I, I mean, basically, the moon is in the sign of Capricorn on this day. And it's speaking to us about, yes, you know, stoke those ideas, stay with that promise, but how are you going to be able to follow through, obtain it, and bring it to crystalline reality? Because we can have these ideas, concepts, and dreams, and we can be fired up and really like so jazzed about it. But how do we put the process and the the steps in so that implementation and obtainment is real, is possible. We don't want it to just be pie in the sky and like run around saying, yes, you know, I'm going to do this, but we have no idea how we're going to fund it or physically be able to make it happen. So overall, these are good periods in time, especially when we work with the dream, the goal, and think about how we can manifest it in reality. So on Thursday, the moon goes void, of course, at 10.14 a.m. in the morning. And so this is a really juicy, fecund good morning to just be really finishing those things up, putting into place, outlining how things are going to happen, wrap things up. Uh, another way this this period of time could have manifested would be, okay, I've had this project, I've had this goal, I've had this dream, and now the buyer comes in. So, or the person who's captured by the idea or the missing link to follow it through. That's a really lovely way to use the waning moon cycle when we've been working energetically with something and how does it all start to get wrapped up or or if it's not, you know, if it's an ongoing promise, a project, how do we see uh, different pieces that we've been waiting for that kind of fall into place? <clears throat> so once the moon is void, of course, it's void uh, basically late morning until late afternoon. And when the moon's void, of course, the best thing to do, as I said about earlier in the week, is to be finishing up, working on projects already in motion, clearing things for what comes next, meditating, refreshing, recharging, doing things that are not overly taxing or projecting too far, but that are more about I am in the present, which is always a good place to be. 
I am in the present and I am awake for what I need to pay attention to at this point in time, because nothing is really going to shift tremendously, but it is a time to work on whatever is before me. At 4.42 p.m., the moon enters the sign of Aquarius. And in the sign of Aquarius at this point in time, <clears throat> we are in a very dynamic period for, I, I mean, I see Thursday uh, late afternoon, evening as just being <laughs> just being an evening time where you can be connecting, having great conversations, feeling all that joy of networking and connecting the dots that can happen. The next day, Friday, is a day when there might be more bumps in the road. Uh, it can uh, Something can come in that almost derails what you thought you were going to be doing or how you thought it was going to come to pass. The ideal with if this occurs to you is that you don't see it as being a blockade or a, um, you know, a, a, a abyss, that it's more just, okay, that isn't the way to go. We're going to move into this direction. And actually what it's going to do is it's going to bring in more spontaneity of movement that frees up a lot of time that might have been spent <clears throat> overdoing or going into something that maybe wasn't even necessary for you to travel into as much as you might might have thought it did. Uh, a good case in point of an example of this uh, could be uh, somebody's on stage, they're performing, and a person who was supposed to do something or a prop or something that was supposed to happen didn't happen. And what does the actor do? The actor keeps moving in the moment, in the message of what the outcome is supposed to be. And spontaneous magic occurs. And the audience is oblivious to the fact that this isn't what was intended. So that is a play that could be a mirror for what actually is going on in life. But if that occurs to you, just know that whatever seemed like, uh, uh, why is that happening? The real point of it is don't get stuck in what didn't happen. Work with what has. So the moon goes void, of course, at 11.16 a.m. on Saturday the 15th. And it enters Pisces, but not until 6.57 p.m. So Saturday, ideally, when the moon is void, of course, is a time to be with people, um, spend time doing things you like, uh, community stuff, uh, networking, parties, conversation. Don't expect anything to go where anywhere. You're not reinventing the wheel. But it, it's a it's a wonderful time for throwing ideas around, especially if you're discussing something that you're trying to come up with a new concept or idea. Nothing will probably happen in that particular process, but the processing of it is going to lead to the light bulb moment. 
And that can occur any time from when the moon goes in the sign of Pisces, 6.57 p.m. on Saturday night uh, through the next day and beyond. Uh, so as of Saturday night into Sunday, wonderful days for uh, music, for meditation, for cultural events, for enriching yourself creative, creatively. And now I turn it over to Susie. Enriching ourselves. Beautiful. I love it. Okay, everyone, let's go into our meditation. I invite you to spend 10 minutes now just to sit quietly, take a few deeper breaths, feel yourself just arriving. And as we arrive, just being really aware of where you are and what's around you. Just Opening up our senses, what can you hear, what can you see, what can you feel, what can you touch, where are you, what is the space, just for a few moments just turn on everything and become hyper aware of your surroundings, what is technically outside of you. And some of the time we, we tend to just kind of be like in a bubble. We, we're just like a horse with its blinkers on. We're just narrowed in, in our little tunnel and doing what we're doing. So just for the moment, open up. And if you're in a room, if you're in a space that's your own private space, just think about what normally happens in that space. What do you normally do here? Maybe think about who's been in that space recently. Just opening up the mind, opening up the sensorium, opening up the awareness, opening up the feeling. And then begin to do the same thing on the inside of your body. Just having a look around, noticing how you feel. Just taking like a little snapshot. I'm tired. I feel energized. I feel stillness. I feel restless. I feel excited, I feel sad. Just go through and take a little snapshot of yourself. So much of the time we are just in the motion of something. We are in the process of something. And we don't often take time to just simply be an observer without being inside of it, but just being the observer. So just for a few moments, examining how you feel physically. And just notice what's calling to you in your body. 
Notice how you feel mentally. And notice how you feel emotionally. And then if you're able to tap into that space, just notice how you feel spiritually. And as we're doing all of this, we're doing it, of course, without judgment. We're doing it simply as observation. And we know that all of these observations are simply looking at a particular moment, one particular moment in a long continuum of time, which could be this day or this week, this month or this year, this decade or this part of my life or my whole life. But we can recognise very clearly as we're looking, observing all of these parts of ourselves that we know that, that we're constantly changing, that we're constantly changing how we feel mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Our body is always changing and we are always changing according to what's around us, our circumstances, what needs to be done, what time of day it is, that basically everything that we are experiencing, absolutely everything, is impermanent. That none of this, even if we feel like it is permanent, none of this is permanent. Not how we feel, not how we're thinking, not how we're doing. Everything is always changing. And every evening, every night time when we go to sleep, when we lie down in our bed, and we enter our dream space, every single time we wake up and there is morning. And that might seem to be for us something that is a permanent in our day. It might seem like something that is always there. But that is also something that is part of one of our cycles, something that is always changing. We are always changing. And so often when we observe ourselves, when we have a look at our mind, have a look at our thoughts, so much of the time, we are either projecting ourselves into the future, what needs to be done, what will I do, what I want to do, how do I get there, 
or we could be ruminating. We could be going over and over and over like a broken record, things in the past. So just notice how much of your mind is actually able to be present. Present with this state right now, impermanent as it may be, just for this moment, holding the body, the mind, the feelings, everything in the now, the now that is not in any way attached to the past or in any way attached to a future. Allow yourself to be here in this present moment exactly as you are. Exactly as you are, without any concepts, without any ideas, without any thoughts, simply in the stillness of this present moment. And in this stillness, the body is quiet, the mind is quiet, there is vast open space everywhere around you that is comforting and freeing, that provides all opportunity, all potential. And just for a few moments, enjoy this spacious quality of your mind, this spacious quality of yourself. Boundless freedom. Boundless freedom. And allow yourself to hold this, to be in this quality of mind as much as you can all the time, even when you are engaged, even when you are doing things. Hold this boundless freedom, gently opening our eyes and giving our toes and fingers a little wiggle. And taking a nice deep breath. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam, and have a wonderful week, everyone. See you all next week. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.